Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Here's an artist you're gonna love to know. Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and I'm an artist in Portland, Oregon, going live 100 days in a row to create the Art Friend Show. The intention is to get to know our own creativity and each other, and um, my concept of Art Friend is really the inner confidence, inspiration, that we all um, embody when we're making our art. So our guest today is so cool. I'm so excited to talk to her. Without further ado, let's have her join. Hi, so this Hi. is Anna Van Rosensteel. She is an artist and business owner in Portland, Oregon, who has a shop called Carter and Rose, which she started in 2015. I believe we met at, a sh at Crafty Wonderland or at, a, at one of those spring shows in 2015. And she's a total powerhouse, wholesales all over the place. She's currently in her garage studio. And Anna, I'm so psyched to talk to you today. Thanks for coming on the Art Friend Show. Thank you for having me and happy birthday. Thanks. I feel like you and I have popped into each other's lives kind of randomly here and there in Portland, but always overlapping. Um, and yeah, I think we did meet at a Crafty Wonderland show and you had these beautiful, they were like a very textured painting in like whites and blues. Yeah. And it just opened Carter and Rose and we're looking for like things to put on the walls and feel like we were connecting with the community and talk about people in the community that were artists and your work was just so beautiful and fit right in. Thank um, you. Nice yeah, you were the first, you were the first, um, local venue to carry my work and it really it still means a lot to me and I have a story um I want to get into your interview but if there's time I'll tell it for seeing those paintings installed I believe you had something to do with it was very reassuring like I saw them like out in in the world in an apartment complex and yeah so anyway oh. yeah oh, that's right we use them for a a lobby install yeah did you know that I ended up living there? No. <laughs> yeah, and when I went to tour it, I saw my own work, and I knew it had been through you. Anyway, really, you're 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 like that. Like every time I see you, it's like meant to be. So anyway, let's do your art friend interview. Tell us a bit about or what you want to show us around first, or tell us a bit about the the, the Carter and Rose shop. Sure. Um... I would say the way I best can describe Carter and Rose is that we are like scrappy, dirty, beautiful. <laughs> um, everything in our garage is like where we make things. So the garage itself, I'm not very good at this, but you're doing great. A, my studio assistant. Hi. And everything we do and make is in this little space. So it's very much. Um, Berry boxes and um, clay, chop saw, sanders, hammers. Um, but then we ship probably to about 300 stores from out of this garage. Mm -hmm. and even into our own shop. Um, 
our space, I think, is, is beautiful. It's curated. It's clean. It's bright. It's light. It feels, like, lovely and happy to me. Yeah. So I love that the beginning of all of that, like, brightness and beauty comes from sort of just, like, a dusty old garage. I think that the juxtaposition of those two things is really sweet. That... That just makes me adore you even more. There's so much in that. There's so much in that. And also part of what you do, if people aren't familiar with your work yet, is you repurpose, right? You take this, you take wood and you cut it and you make it beautiful. And then you, you know, hand make these clay forms and then plants live in them and you curate other artwork and you do community and, you, you know, it's, it's rad that you're, that you're owning like the grit and the how powerful and impactful your business is. And it's not in a fancy schmancy, whatever. Yeah. I think that that's always the thing that I've, I've felt as like a person my whole life is like, it's really good to always wear pants that you can garden in or dinner. <laughs> and if you're wearing really cute earrings. Like you always look kind of dressed up no matter like, where, where you are. So. That is the best. That is the best. You know what? I learned for the this morning, I learned to use a weed whacker for the first time. So right before this interview, I was weed whacking in my overalls. And I was like, it's perfect because I'm going to interview Anna. And I feel like every time I see you, you're like wearing some badass Carhartts and you have clay on your elbows and whatever. So I love that you just defined your style as dressed up with your earrings. <laughs> Um, and I think, right. like, there is something really authentic about, um, you know, Carter and Rose was started from literally the ground up. I'm a good friend of mine, and I had always talked about starting a store where we could make as many things as possible and then infill with other artists. And so when we started Carter and Rose, we got all of the fixtures and all of the like most of the, the items that we were selling were either things that we made that we were doing on consignment. And then all the fixtures we found on the, like the corners of Portland, um, which you know can be like a treasure chest of, of things. And then as we grew, we could kind of infill with matching maybe Ikea shelves instead, but um, kind of never like not seeing something for the value that it has. Yeah. Um, a weird table on the side of the street. Well, if we sanded it down and we could gold leaf it, it would make a great little display table. Um, even most of the products that we have made were kind of created from the scraps of something else. So mm -hmm. reducing and reusing everything in our studio has been really important. Um, and now it's very refined. We we're no longer are a studio where we're making things of scraps, but that is definitely where we started. And yeah. So that piece. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so do you want to just share, do you have examples of a couple of things yeah. that you could see specifically? I'm not very good. I, just, I was just saying. You're doing great. You're doing great. Let's just go with that. An Instagram live. So this is an order that we're working on right now. Oh. So this, this is our Selma snake. And she is a speckled Oregon clay with a pistachio glaze. Um, I'd say she's definitely our top selling wholesale product right now. Um, so each snake is weighed out. This mm -hmm. is about um, three ounces of clay. 
and then they're dried on these racks over here. So these are just the raw clay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Before they're fired. And then we'll fire them once and then add the glaze. Dude, it's so cool to see like the massive production. Yeah. Yeah. And these are our little buckets, our snake buckets here. Ooh. Yeah, this is Stevie. Hey, Stevie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple different sizes. This is our small snake. And then our medium. And then we also have these wall snakes that can wow. hang on the um, our original product was the wall planter. That's yeah. my puppy. Got a puppy. Hi. <laughs> um, so these cones that can hold um, like an air plant and hang on the wall. Yeah. Our original product. Yeah, that's what I think of with you. Yeah. And then the snakes uh, just became like really snakes popular. Snakes were our COVID savior. Uh -huh. Honestly, like the snakes came into fruition because I used to make plates for Chivo, the Italian restaurant in our neighborhood. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and the little edges of the plates, when I cut them, it would fall onto the ground and they just looked like these little snakes. Um, and I, I just thought, well, it's COVID, I might as well just run with it. You know, our store was closed, our studio was pretty much closed. Um, and so I created basically the entire line of snakes from just the little scraps of the dishes. Um, and then once kind of wholesale reopened, we joined that platform Fair, which is a wholesale marketplace online. And honestly, it's like the snakes are what kept Carter and Rose in business. Wow. And at this point, they're probably about 70% of our wholesale. That's amazing, so, Anna. Always, always and forever love the snakes for what they oh. have. And just yeah. the trust that you have, you know, the trust, you're, you're the constant innovator, you're standing on the table, you're opening the space, you're offering clay studios, you're doing air plants, and you're trusting this little thing that looks like a snake, you're like, okay, you want to be a snake? And then boom, they're supporting you through this massive transformation. That's pretty yeah. symbolic. Yeah, I think it's also just this idea or this feeling of wanting to um just wanting to be creative and understanding that like to me it's not necessarily about what i'm making but just the making process so um there's a question here like what do you think it is about the snakes people want and i think um i think there's something about that they feel like familiar and they feel kind of friendly they feel like a little pal they're a little spicy, but they're also quite sweet. Yeah. Um, I think people love that they can put them on a table or in their plants. Um, they're just like these little friends. Um, and to me, I love them because people love them. And I right. always be creative and they give me the platform to now, you know, have the ability to continue a creative business. And so I think as creative people, we have to be innovative and we have to be able to continually shift and change because there's never going to be a stagnant moment in creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
and now <laughs> I mean honey just getting to have you share that like that that just came through you right now is that that is the love I have for you that's the love that made me decide to do this crazy idea of starting a talk show like that 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 these ideas come out and it's so true like we're in service to creativity and sometimes a snake is on the floor and you make it and you're like, wow, out of all the hundreds of ideas, that one's like your bread and butter, but it allows you to continue to be an artist in the world, right? Yeah. And well, I, I think, think yeah. now it's like, okay, this is a thing. And I keep feeling this like underlying sense of like needing momentum. So like, don't just assume that this will last forever. Yeah. Like I think what COVID taught us is that in a moment the world can shift entirely mm -hmm. so kind of always feeling like I'm on my toes a little bit and like ready to like read like read the room in a really big way mm -hmm. so um I want to always have the ability to let something go mm -hmm. and that was a really good thing in that moment and it no longer is the thing that will create momentum forward. Totally. And I've always felt like I don't have a lot of attachment to the things that I make because I want to be ready to like hold whatever I need to move forward and not just feel like I, I have to love the thing that I like the most. Like I yeah. have to like really be ready to open my arms to things that might make me slightly uncomfortable or might feel a little difficult if that's what can sustain my creative business. Yes. Yeah. You were saying, and you know, we're going to wrap up within about five minutes. You were saying that, um, you know, getting people into your store, into your brick and mortar, because right now you have this big wholesale business. Yeah. And you have this beautifully curated, like makes Portland a better city having this type of store store right, that carries your work and all these local artists and you're saying with tourism and et cetera, um, you know, is, I'm not, I'm, I don't need to make an assumption that that's what you're alluding to in terms of letting go or holding, but um, I'm curious, yeah, I was curious if you want to talk about that um, a little bit in terms of where you're heading. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's a hard thing. We started basically two businesses at once. One was a storefront and one was a wholesale community or wholesale business so to me with COVID the wholesale and store kind of flipped where the store had really been the majority of our income and then now the wholesale is um, there's been a huge shift in Portland with tourism and I also think with COVID people recognize that like when small businesses go out of business neighborhoods and communities don't feel the same right so my commitment to my neighborhood and my community is to keep the store open, but I have to, again, just sort of like creating a snake or changing wholesale. I think right now my biggest sort of emerging need mm -hmm. is figuring out how to make the store more relevant in mm -hmm. a time where online shopping and like big box stores are really what drives retail um, mm. and so I am looking at the summer and I'm actually gonna have um, 
and then one of my team members is going to work one day a week just at like how do you develop a plan to make a storefront relevant in 2023 when really they aren't <laughs> and everyone's shopping online kind of so much yeah so fascinating and like that it feels like kind of a ugh to like just say that out loud but also yeah i believe in i believe in your scrappy resilience and your and your masterful like management yeah so i'm excited to see what you come up with i do i also have no idea like what that means or where that's going mm -hmm. but i think that's the really exciting piece because i think i've always felt like just throw everything at the wall mm -hmm. feel no attachment to whatever each piece is and whichever ones stick grab them and go and the other ones just sweep up mm -hmm. and put aside and so I really feel ready to do that with the store in the same yeah. way I feel like I, I did that with wholesale I'm excited do you know um I saw one of your snakes there so I know they know you do you know Mackenzie and Ali Allison Osborne who founded Makerspace here in Selwood. I don't know them, but I know, I know them. Like, you know, just you know, yeah, I'm like, you know, one of my favorite things is connecting people. And so they created Makerspace much more recently, but it's, it's reminding me the whole time of Carter and Rose and all our kids are in preschool together. They're my peers. And I've been thinking about you and wanting to connect you. Yeah. Um, Cause they're offering their own, they both, uh, yeah. Mackenzie does letterpress and Allie does ceramics yeah. and then have like a lot of other artists work including yours and then they also offer like workshops so it, it feels like a vibe that you were that you've been been around the block on I do I feel like that was a vibe that is no more <laughs> for you yeah uh, I think the really clear thing to me when COVID happened was we did have to close all of our classes and it was really really hard and I loved offering the clay during COVID. But then when wholesale picked up, I realized that I just do not have the mental capacity to yeah. be doing that in the same way. Yeah. We're looking at using, we have a patio behind the store and my husband opened a food truck during COVID. So we're looking at ways to maybe use that space um, for other types of like hosted workshops. Uh -huh. um, for me personally, the amount of time and energy I put into open clay now has been sort of take it over by studio and other things. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like any sort of facilitated art creation offering for the public is, it's a labor of love. Like no matter, <laughs> it could be within a couple hundred dollar price range, it doesn't matter. It almost always comes out to being like such a community service. Like it's, I, I've done, you know, just from what I've seen and what I've experienced. It's really hard for that to be the bread and butter of a business, but it, it's like such a beautiful community offering. Yeah, I think being a creative person is <laughs> an act of service. Yes, thank you, thank you. I believe in our, yeah, you I do. Really want to do what you're doing, I think, and really believe in, in what you're doing. And I think that's, I have like fully embraced that and I, I feel like yesterday I had a talk with my store manager and I said, you know, my goal at this point is like, I'm, I have like, I can sustain my life and I can support my like four, 
for employees. And to me, that feels like as long as those things can continue, then we are doing great. Yeah. And to keep figuring out how to ebb and flow and switch things a little bit. But for the most part, I feel like I have total confidence that those things can happen until I decide that I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, that feels triumphant. Yeah. I mean, to, to, I, to, to have found, have created your way there and also to look around and say, you know what, this yeah. is, this isn't enough. This is working. Let's sustain this until we choose to do something different. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Rad, Anna. Thank you so much for coming on and, and just dropping these wisdom gems and, it's a really fun way to hang out with you and connect. I hope you have a great birthday. Thanks. And I'm glad you don't actually have to feed all those flamingos. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I thought you don't have to feed all those flamingos in the yard. Oh, They're you saw that? Yeah, I, got, I absolutely love pranks. And I, I prank my neighbors, and they just flocked me. That's so cute. I think that, that there's 24 flamingos in the, in the front yard. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, it was so awesome to talk to you. And thanks to anyone who's watching right now and anyone who watches in the future. Um, and this is day 86 out of 100, creating the Art Friend Show. I'm so glad, Anna, that you got to be part of the original 100. And it's going to kick off as an official podcast and YouTube channel. And then anyone who doesn't already know, I launched a membership site, which is called the Art Friend School, where we have these kind of conversations, but we also do classes, workshops, and facilitated um, discussions within all the artists that enrolled about your work and, how, and debuting it to the community. So definitely check me out for that and follow Anna um, for all the cool things she's doing with Carter and Rose and just the general human badass that you are. So yeah. Okay. Bye, honey. See you later. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friends School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com.